Hey, chiropractors, we're ready for another modern chiropractic marketing show with Dr. Kevin Christie, where we discuss the latest in marketing strategies, content marketing, direct response marketing, and business development with some of the leading experts in the industry. Hey, docs, welcome to another episode of the Modern Chiropractic Marketing Show. This is your host, Dr. Kevin Christie, and today I'm interviewing Dr. James Spencer, who is a chiropractor actually down here in South Florida where I'm at, a different town, uh, doing a lot of great things. And we, we talk about his story because it's an interesting one from you know taking a little bit of time to get his foothold in the profession, finding his unique positioning uh, in, the, in the community and, and frankly, and now the, the country and world probably with the amount of different types of athletes and things he's doing and how he went from you know trying to get his foothold into really finding his niche and then being able to really understand how to provide value in the marketplace and to to charge for that and not be afraid of uh, providing great care and charging what you're worth. And we dive into uh, all the things he's done to get to that point, some of the interesting things he's doing from uh, podcast studios to working and consulting with other groups and traveling and hosting seminars and you know, he's just a great example of someone that I actually knew uh, right out of school when when he got out of school and shadowed us uh, to now and to see his progression. And we uh, dive into how you could do that, um, you know, in your in your own community, even right. It doesn't you don't have to be traveling the country or, uh, you know, doing things outside of the profession, but you can get a lot of insights out of what Dr. Spencer has done for himself and you can apply that to your your own career and your own life and it just was a really good interview on how you can progress through this career and different things can compound on that and really enjoy what you do provide a ton of value and get rewarded handsomely for it uh, there's no reason why as chiropractors we can't um, be patient-centered and also do very well for ourselves and so in this interview we dive into a lot of different topics, and the essence is providing a ton of value and being considered of high value. Here's my interview with Dr. James Spencer. All right, welcome to the show, James. I, I really appreciate your time. Uh, it's been exciting to get to know you over the years and all the things that you've done. It's been an interesting journey. And before we dive into that, tell us a little bit about yourself personally and professionally, and then we'll, we'll go from there. Yeah, so I'm a sports chiropractor and athletic trainer, and uh, thanks to your guidance and mentorship early on in my career, um, there wasn't many clinicians out there like yourself who were paving the way for chiropractic, mm -hmm. and um, so I think I seeked out as many as I could throughout the United States, and there was maybe a handful, literally probably five or six that I really respected and wanted to learn from, um, and, and you were one of them, and seeing how you ran uh, an insurance model and, and cause that's kind of what I was exposed to during school mm -hmm. and then how you did it successfully was, was very influential for me. Um, and I bounced around, I was out in San Diego for a while working with some professional athletes, NFL combine stuff. Mm -hmm. And then I moved to Houston after that. And, uh, my boss there was on staff with the Texans and the Rockets doing a lot of ART and dry needling. Mm -hmm. and, and so that was my early on exposure. Um, and then moving here to South Florida was, uh, was a cool experience as well. Just learning the lay of the land and, and trying 
to get my footprint out there um, because nobody had known really who I was or what I really was doing. And uh, so you kind of opening your arms and helping guide me a little bit early on in my career. And even when I first moved here uh, was very influential. So thank you for that. Oh, no, my pleasure. And it's been cool to see what you've done since, because I, I do remember uh, I had opened up my practice in, in Boca in 2010. And it was shortly after that, you, you came and shouted us and we were kind of chatting. And I think you ended up in a different state after that and then made it back down. And your story, which we'll get into a little bit, um, is similar to mine. You know, it took me about four or five years to really get my footing to where I was my own practice, uh, felt good about it, had a little bit more confidence. I had seen the good and bad of things and had been in three different cities, all in South Florida. But, uh, you know, it was it was an interesting uh, five years for me. And, and I know you went through a similar um, part of that. And so it was cool to cool to see what you've been doing ever since. So I want to now just jump ahead a little bit and explain to our audience what you're doing now, your your practice. You're about, I think, 40 minutes away from where I'm at. Uh, just tell us a little bit about that, some of the things you're doing. I know you're doing with some of the pro sports teams, and, and I'd love to kind of unwind it from there. Yeah, fortunately, when I first moved here, there wasn't many uh, clinicians doing dry needling. So that helped really boost um, kind of awareness of me, as well as how I could create some uh, consulting gigs for organizations and professional athletes themselves. Mm -hmm. So um, thankfully for that modality, it kind of helped spread my wings very quickly. And then having a few mentors that were business coaches um, inside and outside the industry um, really allowed me to learn the value for myself and spending time with my family. And that helped increase my fees to um, what I was confident in charging and, and the value that I've added to people's lives. So um, running a cash-based practice was, was kind of always a goal of mine. And my cousin, who's a dentist, he said, you either do it or you don't. Mm -hmm. You can't kind of do it. And yeah. so fortunately, I had the opportunity to just kind of hit the ground running with a cash-based business. And it is a lot of hard work. And um, for the audience, I, I want to let them know that, you know, I, I would drive to Miami at five o'clock in the morning to see patients at 6.30 until one. And then I would drive up to Jupiter that same day to see patients until about four. Mm -hmm. So um, I think that's something that goes lost in translation. And, and it is hard work to get off the ground. Yep. And, and you really do have to put in the hard work and, and, mm -hmm see the results later on is, is really the goal of all of this. Yeah. You know, you bring up a good point. Cause a lot of times what happens is you'll get someone come and shadow you now, or someone comes in and sees my office. Um, I don't think you've been to my new office, but you know, we got a nice office, but it was a ton of work to, to get there. They don't see that. They just see what they currently are, are visioning and, and say, oh, okay, yeah, it just uh, must be easy. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I do know you've, you've done a lot to, to get to where you're at now, uh, which has been cool. And I know you've done a lot of work with uh, like kettlebell stuff and even some of the branding around that. Tell us a little bit about uh, that. Yeah, so uh, as you can see on my hat here, mm -hmm. the bearded kettlebell. Yeah. Um, most people don't know the background story of that. So when I was first cultivating the brand, it was a reflection of, of who really am I and what influences have I had throughout my life to make this. And um, growing up, I was really, really into skateboarding. And there was a brand called Flip. 
and the new t-shirt that would every you know come out every month or so i was just like you had to have it yeah and so that was something that i'm like all right how can i create a little bit of that with some modern twists on it mm -hmm. and so that was an influence as well as um my best friend passed away from leukemia when i was 17 mm -hmm. and how can i give back to something like that mm -hmm. so um, as you know, working with the NFL, breast cancer awareness in the month of October was huge. Mm -hmm. And I was so influenced by that that I said, okay, how can we start creating something for the male side of things? Mm -hmm. And so I was exposed to um, No Shave November or Movember mm -hmm. um, during chiropractic school, working with a lot of the Kiwis and Aussies during rugby. Mm -hmm. And so that was also an influence of okay well if we can create a, a constant awareness of having a beard on a kettlebell and make it unique mm -hmm. um that's what i'd like to do and so a portion of my proceeds at the end of every year go towards uh, a nonprofit, which my best friend's mom and i started in his name called rob's rescue nice. and we donate money to um the cancer floor at all children's hospital in st pete oh cool I didn't so, know the I didn't know the backstory of that. That's great. Yeah, many don't. And and it's something that I should probably do a better job of telling. But, um, <laughs> well, you know, here we are. This is a start for sure, you know, because uh, it it it's interesting because I remember when you first were starting to do it, I was like, oh, that's clever. Cause you obviously do a lot of video around kettlebell training and other rehab-based stuff, which has been great. And I I noticed the the bearded kettlebell part, and I was like, oh, that's a that's a cool branding idea. And, and what fascinates about me about you, which I would put a lot of chiropractors that are doing this the right way in, into the same category is that um, you don't look at yourself as a marketer. You don't try to be a marketer. Uh, patients don't feel like they're being marketed to, uh, but you're, you're really good at being an educator and then using different distribution channels to, to get that out there. And you've also married that with some good branding, which um, is, is important because that is a, a baseline of a lot of good marketing, but it's not over the top. It's not going to be cheesy. It's not, you know, all the things we've seen chiropractors do. It's just building a, a brand that uh, you stand behind. And then from there, being an educator in the community has allowed you, and I'm going to kind of bring this back, has allowed you to position yourself as, as an expert and a, a kind of a known entity. And it's not only allowed you to become a cash practice, uh, it's allowed you to ch you know charge a a fee with what you know and are uh, humbly confident that you're worth, which unfortunately, as a profession and and obviously healthcare in general, we've become commoditized in many ways. So you've been able to avoid that commoditization trap and uh, doing that. So can you just touch on um, how that kind of happened? I know the dry needling is a big star to that, but um, how did you get the confidence to, to really push forward with not only going cash, like your, I think you said your brother-in-law or brother that's a dentist, uh, but, but also charging what you know you're worth. Correct. Yes. Yeah. So um, I think the first and most important is showing face, get mm -hmm. out into the community so you can earn and gain their trust and, and, Listen, I gave a lot of things away for free and I still do mm -hmm. when I feel that that's warranted, right? Mm -hmm. um, so don't be afraid to do that and don't be afraid to give time mm -hmm. because that's the true commodity that we hold on to. And um, that being said, when I first started out, and I'll be very transparent. I charged $70 an hour 
um, which for me growing up, my family didn't have a lot of money. So $70 mm. for the hour, I'm like, you know, I'm already sweating. Yeah. And as the years went on, I, I started to really value people flying in for consultations and things mm -hmm. like that, where you start to become uh, more humbly aware that, wow, they want my expertise. Mm -hmm. Well, um, as you know, in South Florida, there's a lot of wealthy people here, so they don't mind paying for expertise if they have that perceived value. Yeah. And that's really a confidence over the years that I had to personally gain mm -hmm. to allow the professional aspect to really grow for me. Mm -hmm. And um, I hired a, a business coach who said, you're not charging enough. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I'm, you know, I'm, I was charging $250 an hour at the time. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah. and he said, bump it up. And so fortunately for me, every year I've continued to bump it up $100 mm -hmm. an hour, $100 an hour. And um, again, semantics don't matter, but mm -hmm. you start to add really true perceived value of, hey, if you can't afford 50 sessions with me, we'll just save up for one. And I promise you, it's going to be worth the time that you come in to save up for that one hour. Mm -hmm. and, and me being as kind as I am, I'm probably going to give you two or three hours just because I want to really help you. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, and, and it's, um, I have this audience builder exercise to go over with, with chiropractors and it's the X, Y axis of positioning. It actually comes from, um, a well-known marketer, uh, that I'm, I'm having a brain freeze on uh, Seth Godin. And so, uh, you know, on the horizontal axis is low cost and on the other end of it is high value. And then on the uh, vertical axis is on the bottom is non-expert and on the top is, is expert. And so I talked to chiropractors like about that. And one of the mistakes they could make is they have a high cash rate and they're right out of school and they've done nothing to position themselves as an expert in the community. And so that high value actually changes to expensive, right? Or, or high cost or not worth it. Or, you know, like all the things that that person would be saying to themselves versus if you do enough to really position yourself as the expert, like, like you did, that high value always stays because you're positioned as, as an expert and people are willing to pay that because like you said, the perceived and uh, achieved value after they do spend that hour or two with you is there. And so it matches up. And I think one of the biggest downfalls of chiropractors, especially the evidence-based model, where a lot of chiropractors that are in our kind of realm spend more time with patients than say the other end of the chiropractic profession, where it's just like a quick adjustment and you're out and they'll see 15 or 20 people in, in an hour they're not, they're not charging enough and they're spending too much time. You know, it's like they're spending 30 minutes with a patient and they're charging $45, $50. The math doesn't work. Uh, you're, you're really not serving your patient and yourself in that regard. So what are your thoughts on, on that long preamble I just gave you? All right, docs, here's a new opportunity for you from Darcy Sullivan of Propel. She is our SEO specialist in helping out many chiropractors uh, with their search engine optimization and making sure Google is finding you and getting you new patients. It's amazing how many new patients chiropractors can get and are getting when they do uh, the SEO right and a few other things. And Darcy is offering a free SEO workshop 
just for chiropractors. And you can sign up for that at bit.ly, bit.ly slash propel MCM. That is bit.ly, bit.ly, propel MCM, modern chiropractic marketing, right? And so check out that link. And we're going to have you go over five SEO secrets to owning the first page of Google uh, without buying ads. And Darcy's going to give that free workshop one hour to really help grow your practice and start churning new patients from the ever mighty Google, which is still king in the online marketing. So check that out at bit.ly slash propel MCM for the one hour free workshop. <laughs> no, I, I actually, I used to do that and it was a, a trial and error and test the market and see what it says, you know, and mm-hmm. it was one of those things. I'm like, all right, do I do it 30 minutes? Do I do an hour? Mm-hmm. And where I came from in Houston. We actually used to run an insurance based model that was very successful mm-hmm. where we would do 15 minutes of manual therapy and or adjustment and then hand them off to an athletic trainer for 15 minutes of actual rehab. Yeah. So they were getting 30 minutes of value, but um, I, I could see four people an hour, 24 a day, essentially. And it was a very successful model. Mm-hmm. I felt like we were leaving things in the tank though. Yeah. And, and that's where I learned from that. Like if I were to run an insurance-based model, I'd probably almost use that as a template, but mm-hmm. having the guidance of that into a, people weren't getting better in mm-hmm. 30 minutes. Yeah. And I'd rather see you for four visits versus 15 visits. Mm-hmm. And truly from a business standpoint, probably not the most successful model. However, you get a ton of word of mouth referrals from that. Yep. You know, it's so, unique. Yeah. And that was yeah. the one thing that I really doubled down on was is word of mouth referrals. Try and quick uh, fix people pretty quickly mm-hmm. and just ask them, hey, do you mind spreading the word? Yeah. That's and good. Most, most don't. Mm-hmm. No, it's true. That's for sure. And, you know, you do have to know your market. You mentioned knowing your market. Uh, You know, if you're in farm town, Iowa, it could be hard to charge hundreds of dollars per hour, but there is a number that would be um, very healthy in farm town, Iowa, because obviously cost of living and cost of running a business is way lower. Uh, you, You and I being in affluent cities of South Florida, we know cost of living, cost of running a business, none of that's cheap. So you don't want to be, and that's what's happened. We've got commoditized in Florida because I did build, as you mentioned earlier, I did build my practice in network with insurances, but then we got hammered with ash and all that. So I'm completely out of network now. And it took a lot to, to overcome that, but I couldn't, uh, I couldn't really build the model that I wanted on what they were going to reimburse me. So some States are different, obviously. Yeah, but fortunately, yeah. you know, fortunately here, and, and we chose down here for mm-hmm. a reason as well, is is who can afford our services and how mm-hmm. can we make a good life and, and value our time as well. Yeah, and there's a lot of cool opportunities, which I want to touch on now outside of your, your practice, some of the things you can uh, discuss that you're doing. And then also um, in the way of organizations or whatever you're working with, and then even I'd like to hear about some of the courses you're teaching and we can kind of go from there. Yeah. So um, as far as contractual stuff, you know how that works. So mm-hmm. I can't say the specific team that I work for, yep. um, but I, I work for an MLB team here mm-hmm. and do a lot of their um, dry needling and, and rehab and performance aspects to um, their rehab team. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm kind of like a rover where I'll work mm-hmm. with minor league guys. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll work with big league guys, but it's, 
I, I, almost like a jack of all trades. Mm -hmm. If I can do rehab treatment and then actually take, take them through the performance continuum. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's where I add a lot of value to this team. And um, the other place that I also consult with is, is Cressy Sports Performance up in uh, Palm Beach Gardens now. And obviously a lot of people in the baseball community know Eric Cressy. Mm -hmm. And again, somebody who I've modeled or used as a template for my brand is he's, you know, added a ton of value and content yep. to the market. So mm -hmm. um, just a good overall, gen, you know, genuine, authentic human being and mm -hmm. good person. So um, I tried to emulate that. Yeah. Is he still working with the Yankees? Yep. Yeah. And as I wanted to ask that because he's a great example of someone that uh, obviously he, he knows what he's doing, right? Like he's a strength and conditioning coach. Obviously he's really hyper-focused on baseball, but I know he does other things, but he's done such a good job of being, being an expert um, in his craft and getting a lot of good information out there. I consume it all the time, you know, that he positioned himself so well that he now works with the New York Yankees, right? Like none of that would have happened with the New York Yankees if all he did was be good at what he did, but did nothing to actually get some of that information education out there. It's, it's pretty cool what he's been able to do. And results speak. Oh yeah. You know, look mm -hmm. at all, all of the, the Cyan award winners who have gone through his, mm -hmm. uh, not only his facility, but his training programs. Yeah. Yeah. You know? It's, it's pretty cool to see. And, you know, he, he started up in the Northeast kind of not in a, you know, let's call it a, a hotbed of baseball where obviously now he's got a place down in, in Jupiter. So that's a hotbed <laughs> for every sport now. Um, but yeah, he, he's pretty cool. That's, that's pretty interesting that you're working with him. And I know you're also doing some, some, uh, seminars as well. Is that correct? Yeah. So we started, uh, the last two years having a little bit more downtime. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> I, I've reflected upon what Gary V said, and obviously many people know him in the marketing world. He said, what are you good at? And so I reflected on that for quite some time and, and really balance has always been a gift that I've been given. Hmm. And when I looked at the hole in the market of, you know, I feel like it's a teeter totter and, and strength is on this end and, hmm. and skill development is, you know, not being like paid attention to. Hmm. And when you looked at the CDC statistics of um, fall and death rates, and then when you looked at, at um, lack of balance, increasing your chances of Tommy John surgery. Uh, we just weren't paying attention to that. Uh -huh. And then when you looked at, or, or you even just Google balance training, it's typically somebody kneeling on a BOSU ball or even a, a TheraBand ball or whatever it may be. And it's where does balance fit into the continuum? And nobody's addressing that. Uh -huh. And yeah. so I felt like it was kind of my, my duty, if you will, to create this humanitarian project and educate not only clinicians and coaches, but people, mm -hmm. how can they take care of, of balance as a skill themselves? That's pretty so, cool. Yeah. We created the bearded balance certification and okay. uh, next week in Miami will be the first workshop. And That's then we've awesome. another one scheduled in LA in January. Um, how can they find that information? I'll put it yeah, in the show my, notes. Yeah. On my website, mm -hmm. drjamespencer.com. Perfect. And it'll be on there. So cool. That's exciting to get that started. Dream come true, to be honest. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. uh, that's it's a lot of work, and I and I commend you for for doing that. There's no doubt about it. So cool, good stuff. All right, we got a new special from Cairo, specific for modern chiropractic marketing listeners. You are going to get fifteen percent off your monthly subscription 
for your first year with ChiroUp. And with ChiroUp, you're going to have access to condition-specific patient reports with online and mobile access, best practices protocols for over 100 conditions with video tutorials, clinic dashboard with key practice stats and outcomes, and auto-generated MD initial and release summaries, plus much more. And uh, I think it's a great supplement to your overall content marketing strategy. And all you need to do is go check out them at bit.ly, B-I-T slash and you can get 15% off for a full year. And if you do that and you email me, Kevin at moderndeskjockey.com, I will uh, throw in a 30-minute consult call with you uh, to go over how you can utilize some of this to supplement your content marketing to help grow your practice. So check that out at bit.ly, bit.ly slash MCM, as in Modern Chiropractic Marketing. Check that out for 15% off your yearly subscription. And then you got a, another really interesting pot, you know, uh, project that that's near and dear to my heart. And that's a, a podcast studio. Talk, talk to me about that a little bit. So uh, I really didn't want to have to go in every single week and create content and, and research and talk about the ankle and the foot and et cetera. So mm-hmm. um, I said, how can we create um, content without having to create content mm-hmm. and asking open-ended questions and, and having good conversation as we're doing right now was mm-hmm. um, kind of what just jumped out to me. And fortunately, two years ago, um, my best friend, Mike Jones and I, we looked up the Palm beach podcast, mm-hmm. which we couldn't believe it was available. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that's what we started to show and lead by example, what mm-hmm. people can be doing within mm-hmm. our studio. So the, the mothership is media zone, which okay. is a real podcast and green screen studio here in Palm beach. Mm-hmm. And then we created the, the little sister branch, the Palm beach podcast which just highlights good people doing good things in Palm Beach County. Yeah. Just anybody, right? Not, not health only. No, it's everybody and anybody who's a good person who's given back to the community and who we feel uh, should be highlighted. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And and it, it's, it shows you an idea for our audience that where it doesn't always have to be um, health related. Obviously that's our, our expertise in our niche, but you can bring awareness to other types of, industries or topics. And what you're ultimately going to be doing is providing a unique value in the community. And there'll be a a level of reciprocity. They'll be connecting with other people. You you just end up becoming uh, known and networking and building relationships. Essentially, you're probably building some really great relationships from this project. And you know, the, uh, the, the art of barter is Mm -hmm. beautiful. Mm-hmm. So um, it's funny how people come in and just explain their shoulder pain to me as they're sitting next to me. Yep. And uh, so, it, you know, it was, I didn't even think of it like I'm trying mm-hmm. to get patients out of this. I just wanted mm-hmm. to add value to the community and, and really come from a place of service mm-hmm. and, and share other people's stories. And so it's fascinating how you can kind of concurrently work health into it. So mm-hmm. I always have like, uh, a glass bottle of water on the table and, and just even talk about that or, or how that relates into health. And um, we may have a pro athlete on, or we may have Mrs. Smith on mm-hmm. and both just relating that back to glass bottles of water and educating them on that or mm-hmm. even the listeners on that. So it's, it is full circle and it's, it's really been fun to do. 
Yeah. It's one of those ones where I'm sure you just enjoy it and it gives you kind of a reprieve from everything else, but at the same time, it's, it's serving the community, uh, which is, which is great. That, that's pretty cool. Um, I'll have to come and I know we were talking about doing this episode there, but scheduling conflicts, I'll have to come and have a chat with you there. Anytime, man. You yeah. know, you're welcome. That's cool. So, um, I want to just bring it back to, to the chiropractic side a little bit, because uh, I'm going to say this kindly, I feel like you and I, um, we're not over the top people. We're not, you know, Gary V where we're like going to be, you know, running at a thousand percent all the time. We're just regular people that came from regular backgrounds. Um, didn't have a lot given to us. We've worked hard to get to where we were. We've been able to maybe do things that other chiropractors aren't doing. Um, so with that being, being said, like, what would you recommend to the chiropractor? That's just, um, wanting to, to do a little bit more than just their private practice or their private practice is, is struggling a little bit, not getting to where they envisioned in their mind's eye when they started this whole thing, what would be some of your tips for them to really start to uh, move the needle forward a little bit? Yeah, I think it, it has to come down to, to remove ego. Number one, cause it's really not about us at the end of the day. It's mm -hmm. how can we help people? Yeah. And I think the biggest life fulfillment is truly coming from a place of service mm -hmm. and authentically too. And this yeah. isn't just, I'm here to make money. And mm -hmm. when you truly do that, I think the money will start to just flow for your practice. Yeah. And again, don't be afraid to ask mm -hmm. for word of mouth referrals or, Hey, if I added a lot of value and I helped you, can you please share that with a few people in your business or your office? And I think you'll be very humbled at how quickly your business will actually start to proliferate quicker than you anticipated. Yeah, that's, that's really wise words. And it's something that I've been trying to chew on. You ever uh, watch Mad Men, the show? Nah. Yeah, a great show, but he, I bring it up because he just sometimes sits there and he thinks like on something and it looks like he's doing nothing. <laughs> and recently I found myself doing that uh, at the house, trying to get outside. We got the, we got the newborn or he's 16 months now. And so I can get like 10 minutes of time. I just start thinking on something. And the one thing I'm really trying to digest now is, is what bothers me with a lot of chiropractors is that they're struggling. And I think part of it is that they think that they have to be like a starving artist, right? And, and money is a, a pollutant to good healthcare, right? Or, the other side of our profession has been very doctor centered and wallet centered versus patient centered. And so they have this connection where any chiropractor that's doing very well financially must be doing something wrong, right? right. There's this like dichotomy there. And, and I want really good chiropractors realizing that if they put people first and, and have, you know, make it about others and, and really serve the community and they do that really well. And part of that educating the community through content marketing, the money will come and you should not be afraid to value yourself and what you do at a certain level to where you should be making good money. So could you just speak to that a little bit? Yeah, I, I, I think it's a very good point to be honest with you. And, and, you know, too often you hear that where uh, people don't perceive what they're doing is of that value, right? Mm -hmm. and, and it's also kind of how we were educated. I remember a, a marketing class that we had in Cairo school was, this is truly, this is when I started to question things marketing-wise for the profession. Mm -hmm. Just take a business card and drop it in the mall on the floor. 
<laughs> somebody will pick it up. And I couldn't believe I was paying for this class. Yeah. Somebody was really standing in front of the room and suggesting that. And uh, that's when I, I'm like, there's got to be a better way. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I showed face at every single gym, every CrossFit that I possibly could, even where others were. And it was more, hey, I just want to share what I know and, and mm-hmm. see if we can collaborate. Because when you have a competition mindset, it's a place of scarcity. Yep. And, and that will deflect your, your prices and or who's mm-hmm. coming before. And, and that was the one thing that I realized here is like even you just, you know, opening your arms and saying, hey, let's collaborate or share ideas. Because it wasn't about you and I, it was about how can we help the community and how can we help people? Yep. And that will instantly add value to not only your practice, but looking at somebody who's doing that, mimic that template. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and that will allow you to, to really grow as a, as a person and as a professional. And I think if, if you as the audience is listening to this right now and you still have like, say doubt about what you, you can do is know that we've all had those, right. Uh, we've all had the fears, but it's, uh, having the courage to work through those and get better at whatever you need to get better at. You know, we all have things we can get better at. And so, um, just really work on that path to do it and know that, uh, you, you can, and it doesn't have to be again, um, hosting seminars or, or having a podcast like I do, or, or, or you, you know, obviously doing all the things it's like, it, it can just be really serving your community and getting uh, value from it. And, and obviously providing it. So. Correct. Yeah, yeah. I also think too, doc, I'd like to add mm-hmm. uh, having, having to test the market. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to do that because yep. increase your fees next week. Mm-hmm. And see what happens if people, you know, five out of five say, oh, I just can't afford it. Well, then maybe reconsider. But I think if you increase your fees and the first person pays it, you're going to go, oh, mm-hmm. interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so true. I was like, when we dropped our first insurance, you know, uh, out of the five that say had that insurance, uh, two of them declined to come in and three came in and I made more off the three that came in than the five that would have come in in network. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah, definitely, definitely test it out for sure. And, and don't be fearful of it. So cool. Good advice. I, you know, and I really appreciate your time today. Uh, again, give the website where they can find you if they're interested in some of the courses coming up and any of the other, you know, obviously the bearded kettlebell foundation and all that. Um, I'd love to get that information out there. Yes. Yeah, so the website is drjamesspencer.com. Uh, for Instagram, it's Dr. James Spencer, and also the Bearded Balance. Perfect, so and the three places you can find me. And in uh, what is what platform are you getting most of your content out now? Is it Instagram? Uh, Instagram and LinkedIn. Perfect. Oh, LinkedIn. I like it. I like so it. Was, that was something uh, Gary V recommended, and mm-hmm. and um, I don't have time, as as you know, or mm-hmm. you don't have time to do every platform. Yeah. Unless you hire a PR firm or, or a, a social media company, it's very difficult to do. Mm-hmm. And I still, most people think that, that somebody's running my social media, but I still do all of it um, because it is fun for me, but it's also personable. Mm-hmm. That is, yeah, you, it's, you definitely get that, um, that likability factor. You know, it's like a real person. Sometimes doctors get placed on this pedestal and they try to put themselves on there and they can't be relatable. And, and your, your education is relatable. So thank you. Cool. Well, thank you for your time today. I really appreciate it. 
hopefully we uh, get to see each other in person in the near future. Yeah. And anything that I can do for your listeners, as far as uh, if they have questions or comments, don't hesitate to reach out. Perfect. Thank you. All right. You guys have a good day. Thanks again for listening to another episode of the Modern Chiropractic Marketing Show. Before you leave, make sure you check out our website. We've got blogs and podcasts and all kinds of great info at www.modernchiropracticmarketing.com. We also have a closed Facebook group of the same name where a lot of like-minded chiropractors are workshopping ideas and making sure that we have this continual advancement of marketing, business, mindset, and just growth of your practice. So check us out, modernchiropracticmarketing.com and the Facebook group of the same name.